0: Other side at midnight. Local spotlight. Good morning. Everyone, and This is the other side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Well, let me begin by acknowledging some news that you've probably already heard if you listen to WABC on a regular basis, which is our station has welcomed a real broadcasting legend. You might have heard him on with Sid Rosenberg yesterday detailing exactly what his new role is going to be. But legendary broadcast journalist, legendary TV news anchor. He's done a bunch of other things in uh, broadcasting as well. Ernie Anastas has officially joined the lineup here at WABC. So he's doing a daily short form commentary. It's about two minutes. It's called Positively Ernie with Ernie Anastas. And yesterday, and I think the game plan is to have it air twice once in the morning and then again uh, later in the afternoon. But I love this. One, I'm a big fan of Ernie's and uh, I've known Ernie for a long time and I reached out to him I wrote to him letting him know that uh, I'm really proud for the first time to be able to call him a colleague we've known each other for a long time and I've uh, always admired him and his work and watched him on television for literally decades but to be able to work at the same station as him is a real treat what Positively Ernie is going to do is every day they're going to focus on a single topic with a positive perspective on the stories that shape the world I can't tell you how refreshing I find that In the era we're living in, where the news is so often just such a downer, especially on talk radio, where everything you hear is just doom and gloom, violence and crime and this and that, one more thing to be depressed about. It's so nice to hear some positive stories, and nobody does that better than Ernie Anastas. He's a great guy, a great broadcaster, and I'm thrilled that he's part of our station. He's going to help WABC get to the next level of continued ratings growth. Very excited. Welcome. Aboard Ernie. Beam me up. To be continued. The other side of midnight. 77 Local spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. One of the races that we had been following, and I know Sid Rosenberg's been paying particularly close attention to this, was this race for state assembly in Queens. And during the uh, Christmas vacation, or thereabouts, uh, New York State Assembly member Stacey Pfeffer Amato was declared the winner of this race, defeating her Republican opponent, Tom Sullivan, by 15 votes? That's right, 15 votes. You think your vote doesn't matter? I bet you there's uh, a couple of dozen people in that race that could have voted but chose to stay home. The race outcome had been in doubt until December 4th, so the key to Pfeffer win was the discovery that about a dozen voters had cast a regular ballot for her meaning they voted for her just as you would vote for any other candidate, and they had also written her name in. Now, the vote-counting machines had rejected those votes because the machine couldn't possibly know that the voters had not voted for two different people, thus making their ballots invalid. Instead, the voters had voted for her twice. Only human beings, not a machine, were capable of understanding these ballots. Now, believe it or not, this is actually similar to what happened in Florida in 2000, when about 7,000 voters voted for Al Gore the normal way, and they also wrote him in. About 3,000 voters did the same thing for George W. Bush. The machines rejected all those ballots because the machines thought the voters had voted for two different candidates for the same office, thus making their votes invalid. No one knew about those Florida votes until November of 2001 when a consortium of news organizations recounted all the Florida votes by hand and released the findings. Al Gore had never even requested a recount of the overvotes. He only asked that the undervotes be counted. So I think this episode in Queens and the uh, lesson in Florida shows a couple of things. One, if you vote for someone, please don't also write them in. Two, that's why it's important to have a hand recount whenever possible, because there are certain things humans can pick up that optical scanners can't. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side at Midnight. 77 WNJ. Local Spotlight. <laughs> President Biden is going to be giving his State of the Union address relatively soon. And whenever any president gives a State of the Union address, there's always someone in the cabinet that stays behind and that doesn't attend. They call this person the designated survivor because the theory is if there's some sort of a disaster and the there's a bomb or something, God forbid, at least government will continue with someone in the cabinet being able to continue that line of succession. Well, we are in the mode this week where we're going to see a bunch of governors mayors giving their state of the state addresses and state of the city addresses and one wonders what the policy is on designated survivors on a state level well in new jersey today governor phil murphy is going to be giving his state of the state address he's going to do so without a designated survivor so if there's a cataclysmic event at the state house god forbid That would make Senate President Pro Tem Sandra Cunningham, who hasn't been in Trenton since June after a prolonged hospitalization for cognitive health issues that led to a superior court judge appointing a guardian, she would be named the acting governor. It's unlikely, obviously. It's incredibly unlikely. According to Micah Rasmussen, the director of the Robovich Institute of New Jersey Politics at Ryder, if one thing history has taught us, it's that we absolutely have to pay attention to the line of succession. I do think think whether we're talking governors, presidents or anybody else that someone in the line of succession should always stay behind in case there's some sort of worst case scenario and you don't like to think about that kind of thing but that's the kind of thing you need to think about so that when something tragic does happen at least government on a state level, a municipal level or a national level can continue everyone should have a designated survivor beam me up to be continued I consider myself a very proud American and very grateful to have been born an American. And I also consider myself a very proud New Yorker and grateful to have been born a New Yorker. And I have the same kind of pride in my state and my city and the same kind of love for my state and my city that I do for my country. So in my neighborhood, in the South Shore of Staten Island, there's a whole bunch of American flags for flying. However... My house is the only one that I've seen on the south shore of Staten Island that also has a New York state flag flying. OK, so my neighbor across the street and he listens to the show now, so I got to be careful what I say about him. But my neighbor across the street has an American flag flying in front of his house. And I see him talking yesterday with another one of our neighbors as he's trying to arrange something. And I kind of jokingly said, oh, are you trying to arrange a spot for your New York State flag? And he said to me, well, I'm not really that happy with New York State these days. And I said to him, and this is the way that I feel, well, are you that happy with the United States? New York State is not a perfect place. New York State's government is far from perfect. But you know what? The United States is not a perfect place either. And the United States government is far from perfect. So I think if you're willing to show pride in your country and show recognition for what your country has given you and given your fellow countrymen, there's no reason that you shouldn't have that same sort of pride in your state. But for some reason, people don't extend the same sort of patriotism they have for their country and the same sort of love they have for their country. They don't extend it to their state these days. And I think that's a real shame. Beam me up. Q. B. continued. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day,